When I was a middler at VTS, I did my CPE in a small rural community in the deep, deep, deep south. <laughs> it was quite a stretch for me. I was the only Episcopalian, the only person of color, and the only foreign-born member of my CPE group. It was quite a vulnerable time for me, partly due to the stresses of CPE and partly due to grieving the end of a romantic relationship. But even though I was barely holding it together, I was expected to be present for others. And then I met them, a refined, genteel, well-dressed southern couple. They approached me in the dining room and asked if they could join me for lunch. After we sat down and exchanged pleasantries, the wife grasped her husband's hand tightly and began to speak. She had gotten pregnant as a teenager. She had had an abortion. She was consumed. Over 60 years of guilt, always lurking in the back of her mind, always ready to remind her of what a horrible person she was and how much she did not deserve God's or anyone else's love. Now, it was almost impossible to tell from her appearance that she was carrying such a heavy burden. I learned two life-changing lessons on that day. The first is that I could not afford the luxury of colluding with outer appearances. And the other is that the woman at the table is every person. For all of God's children carry wounds that are uniquely ours. And for some, wounds that seem too deep for words. But in spite of, or perhaps because of, our wounds, God invites you and I to be a part of healing God's wounded world. For as psychiatrist Carl Manninger observed decades ago, our lives are shaped by those who love us, as well as those who refuse to love us. The healing and hope we receive from communion with God and through loving relationships are indeed for our benefit and they are for the benefit of others. So isn't it a curious thing that our response to God's call on our lives has led us to this place at this time in our history. And isn't it a curious thing that charity is said to begin at home? 
Perhaps then our healing and the healing of our neighbors, including our immediate neighbors, are inextricably intertwined. After all, we all know that a high grade point average cannot heal us. <laughs> that the admiration of others cannot heal us. That success in our ministries cannot heal us. They simply weren't designed to bear that kind of burden. Only God, only God, only God, the one who sustains us in the wilderness, the one who leads us from bondage into freedom, and the one who calls us beloved, has the power to heal us and make us whole. Ultimately, partnering with God in being an agent of healing means trusting that God is present and involved in our lives and in this community, not as a disinterested observer, but as a passionate and active force. Who knows then if the inconveniences of construction can surface some of the dust in our own lives, dust that needs to be wiped away so the beauty that is underneath can be more clearly seen. Who knows then if the person who gets under our skin may be an essential part of the transformative work that God is doing in our lives. Who knows then if the struggles we experience of life in community and life in community is hard. Who knows if those struggles are not shaping us into loving, compassionate, hope-filled people. So how do we partner with God in the liberating, life-giving work that God is doing in this community? Certainly, developing endurance for the long haul involves consistently drawing from the well of God's love. Because if we forget if we forget that we are God's beloved, even temporarily, we become vulnerable to engaging self, God, and others from our false selves. That part of us that's consumed with image management, risk avoidance, and damage control. That part that leads to behaviors that often create distance between our successful and unsuccessful selves, between our authentic and inauthentic selves, between our whole and our compartmentalized selves. Embracing and living from a sense of our own belovedness and supporting others in their efforts to do the same can, to put a twist on the words of Brene Brown, go a long way towards earning the right to hear another's story. And I would add, to become a part of their real 
unsanitized stories. So in lieu of giving in to the temptation to become rolling balls of anxiety, you and I can be strengthened for the journey by developing the habit of spending time. Spending time with the one who calls us beloved. <coughs> Slowly but surely, no matter how busy we are or how noisy the outside gets, we will carry within our hearts the calm that is born from the union of our voice with the voice of love. And we will be agents of God's healing love wherever we go. For, as Menninger also observed, love heals people. Both the ones who give it and the ones who receive it. <clears throat>